right, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. Uh, my name is Mark. You can follow me on all social media at Mark Meadows with a Z. Um, Nate? Uh, I'm Nathan, and uh, you can also follow me on social media, particularly Instagram, at uh, both my personal uh, No Clutch Nate and uh, my business, not really, it's pleasure, um, uh, action figure photography page uh, called Clutch Figures. So uh, go ahead and check that out. There's some cool stuff on there. All righty. All right, we are going to be talking about minute number four of Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. And it enters with General Zod with his Sword of Rao posse entering the council. And ends with General Zod telling Jor-El, don't do this, L. The last thing I want is for us to be enemies. Mm-hmm. And that's how it ends. So this whole minute is basically the showcase of the Sword of Rao. It's the setup, yeah. So this... Um, and they don't mention it in the film. They no, they do not. They, they barely. They don't even call it by the name. They don't call it by sort of route. They do not use that term. I think they call it like the sword. He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Russell Crowe says, uh, "You dare take up the sword against your own people." I think that may- maybe in the the beginning of the next minute, possibly. Yes, I, I believe so. It's it's right as he's as he's ending the the sentence here. But uh, yeah, he does not refer to it at all as the sword of Rao. Which is, uh, you know, they're they're pretty much this this radical group uh, led by uh, Drew Zod, General Zod, and um, they are trying to uh, to to o- attempting to overthrow um, the uh, the Kryptonian Law Council. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's one of those things that we can definitely compare to what's going on in our world now. Absolutely, I mean, we have multiple radical terrorist organizations um, across the world. Um, but here on Krypton, the Sword of Rao is the definitive radical terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I mean, everybody else has their own jobs and worries about, you know, t- t- on Krypton, they're all, they're all given to them. So, I mean, the people that actually, you know, had these difference of opinions, of course, they're going to, you know, form one single group. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, obviously, the leader of the Sword of Rao is General Drew Zod, mm-hmm. um, played by Michael Shannon. Um, I don't know. I know he's in multiple you know, works, but what I mostly know him for because I'm a fan of Boardwalk Empire. Yes. That's where I know him from, even though I think he did, um, I think he did this first before he did, um, Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Um, the other one, uh, his sub commander mm-hmm. is Feora Ul. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. The is, beautiful, stunning Feora. I am a fan <laughs> of this character and this actress, but she's not really in anything notable besides Man of Steel. Yeah. This was kind of like her, I hope it's not her one-hit wonder, but it kind of was um, played, and I'm going to butcher her name, and I apologize in advance, but Aunt Hey Trowel. There you go. Um, I hope I pronounced that right, unless it's Aunt Jay Trowel. I <laughs> don't think that's Yo, Aunt Jay. Aunt Jay. Yo, Aunt Jay. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's Aunt Hey. Um, or Anye. What? Anye made sound right. Sure. Anye, anyway. Anye Trowel. Um, so, <clears throat> so here comes this radical organization, and they come in, guns blazing, they blow up a hole through the wall. They come in, and they kill um, Rorzar. Yeah, Rorzar. Is the is the female the female yeah. uh, the the, the Rosar yeah, and I'm kind of wondering, well, what is their plan to save Krypton? Yeah, they talk about because I know we all know Jor-El has a plan. He has, mm-hmm. but he he seems to devise like some sort of uh some some sort of plan. But we, then all of a sudden this door busts open, guns blazing, and what is their plan? Is their plan force? 
what is the plan to save Krypton in their eyes? Because I don't know what it is. And they talk about killing off degenerate bloodlines. I think they, they mentioned that like later on in the film, but what well what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, like, what? I mean, of course, it goes, staging a coup is such a you know teetering on the line of of, of you know overthrowing. Uh, yeah, overthrowing government and everything like that. But I mean, like, that's exactly like what are you what are you planning? Like, what is what is the end that you see here other than you just wanting to be in power? Yeah, you want I think, to be in I control. I think that's the like it's very militaristic it's thinking. A, it's a flaw in his planning because it's like like if he did succeed, like. Krypton would just be destroyed anyways. There'd be yeah. no Kal El, there'd be no Superman. Like they wouldn't even have made it into the Phantom Zone, which kind of saved their lives. Yeah, and it's kind of like, damn guys, you really don't have a plan other than I'm fucking angry. Let's go fucking yep. kill some. I want to be in charge. You guys are pissing me off and not doing the things that I want to do, and we're all about to die. So yeah. maybe we should just kill off all the non-perfects. <laughs> yeah, and start basically. our own race. Like, what do you mean? Okay, and then what? And then are you going to try to take a ship and then go somewhere else? But, I mean, like, if you think about it, part, I, I would assume people in the law council were from the perfect bloodlines, in quote-unquote perfect bloodlines yeah. of Krypton. So it's kind of like you're killing off people who would that you would say fall under your protection. Yep. But you're killing them anyway, so you're plan is flawed mm-hmm. you have already no, right there in no, the get-go no clear direction but what i didn't notice in this minute is that zod and jor do share the same dream for krypton absolutely because if you think about it and you go back to the last minute where jor had the synthetic farm of what krypton used to look like and the mm-hmm. and the beast that lived there they both want that he's trying to preserve it yeah, yeah absolutely they both want to preserve and uh, make Krypton what it was again. Make Krypton great again. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need hats. We need hats that say "Make Krypton Great Again." And <laughs> Jesus Christ, um, Zod's Krypton. Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, you know, Zod's Candor. Vote Zod. Vote. Zod. There was no democracy <laughs> there. <laughs> no, there's no. Yep. His will is the only way. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I really just was like, well, what is their plan? Other than sh- let's blow up this, like, law council. But the Sword of Rao, do you have any information on that? Do on the want- Sword of Rao? Yeah, you want to talk about the Sword of Rao? Well, I think this was... I thought it was one of the best things that I ever actually looked up in the whole Man of Steel universe. Um, just because, I mean, I- oh, crap, I just closed that out, didn't I? Bummer. We're on laptops here, and now technology is against us. I got this, I got this right here. If you need it, yeah. All right. So, um, I mean, the Lord, Lord of uh, the Lord, <laughs> the Sword of Rao. Well, here. I mean, what, what are you? What are, where, where are we going? Where well, are we who at? Who is right here? Rao? Rao is actually the uh, the guardian deity of Krypton, who is like pretty much their their god, who they prayed to, who thought was going to to bring balance to everything and and you know keep Krypton pristine and and prosperous, and um. It was just recently in the DC Comics, DC Universe comic series, uh, the JLA series, that we actually learned a lot more about Rao, which is really cool because uh, there was a lot of people where it did seem like he was creating miracles and people were bowing down to him as he was a godlike figure. Next, next to this being who could fly, shoot lasers from his eyes, and hold up entire planets, you know? 
And then they thought that this guy that was create that, that was healing people that was saying pray to me and that and you will be healed and your sick will be will be healed that 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 idea trumped the I, the thought of Superman in these comics. And Superman already is is the sh- is is the beacon of hope is is this man from the clouds and so, all of a sudden this other man from the hmm. clouds shows up and you know all hell breaks loose but yeah what are you what are you so going so I have a couple of questions because, yeah sure like if you think of Rao mm-hmm. as their Superman Krypton Superman is where you're going with it yeah if if Rao he if was their savior we thought of so let's say I'm a Kryptonian I think of Rao as my god yeah I could possibly think like back here on earth a human might think superman is their god yes and that's exactly what i was trying to have the comparison so you're saying that maybe Rao was a being from another planet kind of like in their mind um he could have been he was kryptonian oh he was he was kryptonian i mean you could easily say like cal or clark kent was human and he was superman but I mean, I just feel like maybe Rao was another being that came to Krypton, and like because of the sun, maybe he had superhero powers. Yeah, and he became their superhero and their god. And and I mean, he's he the the, the populace of Krypton saw that that um their prayers were being answered in a sense where uh, where Rao used his um his. Well, it's like his, if I saw Superman, I might feel like my prayers are being answered. Exactly, because exactly, because he saved. Rao did a different thing. He he healed people much like how, you know, old scriptures and Genesis and everything like that Jesus was told to do. He utilized the power of Red Sun and kind of influenced cells in Kryptonian bloodline to, to, to heal themselves, but it wasn't permanent. It was, it was all a sham, you know? It, it, was, it was a fake deity they were you know uh what is it uh idling a false a god if you will a false prophet yeah, kind of deal it was it was he had some tricks up his sleeve he did his whole act people believed him and then he tried to get away with ruling over krypton so and then my second question would be if this Rao is somewhat of their superman could superman eventually birth a radical organization of terror here on earth like in, in the name of Superman? In the name of Superman. They, Absolutely. That's not what Superman wants, and it's probably not what Rao wants. Absolutely. But you could say, oh, we're a terrorist organization. Well, you wouldn't say you're, you would believe in, we believe in Superman's methods, but yeah. we're going to call ourselves the fifth, the fist of Superman. Yeah, but you cause destruction in order to save people from it kind of deal. Like, they create fucking, I don't know, oh, remember, uh, um, blizzard machines and save people from uh, fucking snowstorms and shit. I was going to say, like, uh, in The Dark Knight Returns, where they have, like, the Batman or something. Yes, it's Sons of the Batman is what they're referenced to. But yes, exactly, the kind of deal. Yeah, I would definitely see that that... That could very well be a possibility. I mean, especially in this universe where it is, where realism is the blatant, right in your face kind of deal with this Superman character, that people would and probably do see him as a as an idol, as a god. And if they were to enact radical movements in the name of Superman, it would probably be in the sense of like, Kind of going back to like old Superman style, where like Superman is America. We're gonna go fight the Russians in Superman's name, kind of deal. You make, know what I mean? Make America great again. Yes, and then but, then Superman be the fucking yeah. picture of that fucking poster. Absolutely. I would. Yeah. I mean, or, it could it could uh, happen. A Captain America. Or a Captain America. You know, it's, it's kind of the same boat. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, well, I was also thinking like not only Sons of Batman, but I think um, We Are Robin. Isn't that a yeah? Same a- same kind of deal. Same same kind of deal. Robin could be an everyday person just like you and me, just trying to do good in the world. In uh, the but dark- you're seen as a vigilante. That was We Are Robin was also a, a comic series from DC Comics, I believe, mm-hmm. this past year. I mean, there's all. I mean, we see a lot of radical organizations in um, DC Comics. Like we see the League of Assassins, the League mm-hmm. of Shadow in the in the Dark Knight movie. They're referred to as that, and um, and so forth. And I think it's it's that uh, tragedy of based on good intentions. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like. They want, like I said earlier, um, how the Sword of Rao and how uh, General Zod wants the same vision that Jor-El has, but the methods are flawed, the motives are bent, and they've compromised on things. And as we all know, no compromises. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. So that, I mean, the Sword of Rao, I think, is a... They look cool. They look badass. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah of course. Say, I mean, well, one, you got you. What, what is it? you got? Feora and uh, and oh gosh, what's his name? Zod's other guy, the big guy. You know, I um, never found his name. I know his for name. For the longest Give me a time, second. I was always uh, oh, when I first saw the movie, die. I was like, damn, that must be the third. I know his name from the Superman Wonder Woman book series where he showed up with Feora. Uh, it was great. Because yeah, I was like, I don't know if he has. Is it Toran? No. What do you got? You got that's got, the that's the scientist. Got you Tor- got um Oh no, that's not Torah. Like scientists uh oh Nam Ek. Mm-mm. That guy's huge. That guy's big. You sure that's not uh, him? Oh go back, go back, go back. Hang on. Jox oh, no, Jox No, that's, that's, the that's the scientist guy. Scientist yeah, that's taking his blood. Nam Ek? Yeah, I guess it is Nam Ek in this movie. I know him as in this no, there was um I'm pretty sure it's either if it's not Toron, it's Nam Ek. And I'm pretty it's, sure. Namek is in the movie. Um, well, in, the, in the book, it was. Uh, well, I think. Well, Christ, it I depends. I'm only talking to who um, is at the Battle of Smallville. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm pretty sure Namek is, is that one. Yeah. He's, he's, the, he's the big, he's the heavy hitter. Yeah, so definitely. Okay, I think. Yeah, he is the one. Okay, so yeah, Namek is the one at the Battle of Smallville. And that's the one where I was like. Damn, that guy is fucking cool. That is... Yeah. He is like the Napa in the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking dope. Gosh, if I had my book right now, I'd just flip it open and look at it. But yeah, but it wouldn't even say his name, would it? Yeah, it's he's got a name, but it's it's not it's not Namek. It's it's uh it's something else. Anyway, doesn't matter. Namek is in is in movie universe. That's all that matters. So, no, Namek is a planet. Yep, short. <laughs> they find the Dragon Balls. Holy shit, what is it? The oh, yeah. Beast concept Yo, art? this is all concept art of Krypton. Holy shit. I'm probably not going to keep this in the recording, but that's... No, but that's... <clears throat> well, all right. Well, um, I don't have anything else for this minute. Do you? I got, yeah, I got some other things. This was actually the kind of um, first in-depth, or not really in-depth. This is more of the expanded sites that we get to see of Kryptonian armor. And uh, fun fact about it, oh, most right. of the Kryptonian armor, especially because Michael Shannon... Their armor was was CGI rendered after in post production, like after the fact, because it gave them free movement, especially during uh, Jor El and Zod's fight scene. With the exception of Feora, she is the only Kryptonian character in this movie that has practical armor, and she said that it was. And was this was all in like commentary and stuff of Man of Steel that it was like the most uncomfortable, 
heaviest thing to work in, of course. I mean, look at that shit. It looks like it weighs a ton, even though you can make it out of, you know, light material. You make it's it still a, a lot yeah. of layers. It's body armor. You're fucking Bioware, World of Warcraft over here. Yeah, like Mass Effect armor. Yeah, man. Oh, I think I did notice... Yeah, hers was the only I practical armor. I thought it was all practical because when Man of Steel was in production and you would see photos of the set and mm-hmm. the, i think the very first photos released of superman and uh henry cavill and and Jorel. well just henry cavill in his uh superman suit was the battle of smallville was being those photos were being yeah. taken um as they shot that that scene and feora was the kryptonian that was in the photos and she was in armor yeah and I kind of just assumed that everyone else was in armor. No, but. sure. Hers is the only one. And it was because they couldn't really, I think it was they said in the commentary, they couldn't really render, they still wanted to make it look feminine-esque. I mean, of course, they added like, you know, like like boobs and a tiny waist or whatever the hell you want to do to depict, you know, woman armor. That's not practical. But like, they tried to do it here in practical armor and still have like a chest area and to, to make it seem like, okay, that's a distinguished a distinguished woman, you know, it's distinguished other than, you know, the, the male that she's next standing next to. So, and it was like, it was so tight fitting that they couldn't really get the curvature of like how they wanted the, uh, the female armor to look. So they made one practical suit of it. Do you think, uh, I, I'm sure they can chalk that up to just the liquid geo forming to the body, but. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm sure. Like, but I mean, like, that's probably like your armor. Once it gets like fitted to you and like, it probably gets suited to you. Like that's. Yeah, that's yours. Like, and it has your crest, your your house symbol on it, and everything. I, I mean, Jor El's armor looks so real, but I know General's. If you look at General's eye, it does look CGI ish. Mm-hmm. If you really like, if you look, at, it kind of gets a little blurry. Yeah, especially I mean, towards the end, especially when he's like ripping it all off and stuff um, like but that. The you law, can the law it, council, that's real. Oh yeah, the law council. Those are all real. Jor I assume. Well, they they also have this somewhat esque bulkiness to it but they all have their family crests on their chest like how everybody does on krypton um if you look closely i think in in the last minute it actually shows um uh rouse rouse with her rose rosar sorry uh with her with her crest on it um but yeah i mean it those very well could be practical they're just sitting down they don't have to have a fight scene much like jor-el and and michael shannon russell crowe uh yeah you know <laughs> jor-el and zod Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Feora kicking ass in, in in heavy armor. Yeah, I mean, props to her for donning that suit. Mm-hmm. But it is it is beautiful, beautiful suit of armor. I also took a note to 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 say that at at the very end of this minute, it's it's Jor El like looking at like you see it like in in a couple seconds right before you see the 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 other remaining members of the council being taken off their thrones by the the sword of Rao. And uh, you see Jor-El just looking around in such disbelief of, of how could it have come to this so quickly and swiftly. Like, right before this, Jor-El went to Zod and kind of confided in him, saying, like, look, the planet's dying. I'm smart enough. I think I have a plan. We should probably act on this. I'm going to go to the Law Council. I'm going to ask for permission of the Codex. I don't think he told Zod that he wanted permission of the Codex, but he definitely shared his vision of of looking to the stars. And this mm-hmm. is him realizing, like, how could, like, this is the this is the bad side of it. Like, I had the intellectual side where it was like, we can save our, our race and our planet. 
if we look elsewhere and, and try to be smart and, and science about it. And Zod is coming in with this very militaristic mindset of just blasting the doors open and, and shooting one of the, the high council members mm-hmm. just to prove, just to show his, his force. And that's just like, you see, you see Jor-El looking around like in such disbelief. Like, how could this happen? How could it have come to this so soon? I was for sure thinking yeah. about like that and I was going to be able to save Krypton like this. It's one of those things that I would love to see in the Krypton show if it, if it is related to Man of Steel um, because uh, the way this minute ends is with that quote where it's like, don't do this L, the last thing I want is for us to be enemies. Yeah. These two... They've were, shared a past. They were friends. Yeah. It was very much like um, in Star Wars Rogue One. Um, Spoilers? Where, yeah. Where, well, not really. Well, Krennic and Galen <laughs> were friends. Yeah, they were. They, they were. They were colleagues. Yeah, we didn't get that. They flash. went to each other's for drinks and they, on the yeah, rocks. On Coruscant on Coruscant. Yeah, they're like you know in space and stars. Space rocks. Can I, get, can I get on the space? Can rocks? I get on the space whiskey? Yes, yeah, space whiskey on the space rocks, please. Yep. <laughs> and so, like, they are friends, and they do share a goal. Yeah, they do share uh, the dream of. It's just they they grew apart. One went. One turned to science. The other. And I think turn to military. That, that's just a, that's just the programming. Exactly. Unfortunately, exactly. That's why Kal-El is the shining beacon of hope because he is not programmed to have this job, to have this life set forward on him on Krypton. Like it's not in his plan. He wasn't. He wasn't supposed to be born in this traditional way. He was supposed to just be a worker or a or or, or a scholar or a scientist like his parents. Like. He was not supposed to be the shining beacon of hope, but since they had the conception, the normal conception that they had, Jor-El knew, and he had had this envision of hope in his mind that the look on his face at the very end of this minute is just such disheartening. Like, he's so broken at this aspect, and now he's realizing he has to revert to his plan B, which we soon see in the next coming minute. Do you think he wanted General Zod's help in the plan, or was he trying to, like... Yo. I think he was trying to confide into a friend. I think he was trying to find one of his peers that would that was intellectually uh, on the same level as him that could probably devise a a plan better than what they had or, initially thought. Better than letting themselves die. Or maybe he was, like, you know, that thing, keep your enemies closer. So maybe he was like, I really want to be on General Zod's good side because I'm really trying to boot and scoot the fuck out of here. I don't know if Jor-El would have thought that uh, that that side of of the military. I think he was so engulfed in his uh, in, in in the birth of his child in in this this amazing miracle, if you will, that that this is all happening, that the, all these pieces are falling into place, and that his his idea of saving Krypton by by looking to the stars is being realized, and um, he wanted to share that with someone and and someone on the same level as him one of his best friends from from childhood age that he probably was blinded by zod's uh intentions arrogance yeah arrogance i mean like like, what what he was going to do again it's the programming because they're artificially created now there's no natural birth yes so it's in their program unfortunately they're very much just clones they're just like all right you're 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 coming out. You're gonna be a soldier. You're like worker ants, you know. Like, and it's unfortunate because that's like towards you know when we get to the end of the. Film. It's what you're bred. It's it's in your genes. It's in your blood. It's in your balls. <laughs> it's in my blood. It's in my balls. <laughs> so it's like 
It's uh, like when we get to the end of the film, General Zod is, you know, when it's all gone to shit and he's like, that, this, my dream for Krypton is ruined. And it's like, that's against my programming. Like, yeah. I don't know what else. To, like, he doesn't know what to do. So he like, turns to what he knows, which is force vi- is and violence. violence. Yeah. It's just, and it's what he's doing now. He's backed into a corner and he has no other option than to attack, attack, attack and take probably, control. It's probably why he doesn't have a plan here because Krypton is dying. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. But I want to do something. I'm going to fucking and sort of route. I'm going to fucking. Radical. Radical, yeah. radical, radical. Absolutely. It's crazy. <clears throat> that's all I got for this minute. I think that's all I have as well. All righty. Well, that was pretty. That was, I mean, that was good. That was, that was it was great. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. By the way, Michael Shannon, oh, man, oh, amazingly yeah. portrays General Zod. Like, oh, boy. I think Michael Shannon does bring the, um, he brings the emotion. He brings the anger. Yeah. You can tell he's fucking pissed off in but, his position. But he's not just like, oh, I'm the bad guy. Like, he's not. He thinks he's doing what's right, yeah. and he's not going to stop yeah. I think for that's anybody. What, that's definitely what's important. It's not. He's not like um, just the fucking brute, you know. He's not. Yeah. It's what the Dark Knight uh, Rises did so well was not just make Bane. They made him a mastermind. It made, it, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't just the muscle breaking Batman's back. Let me just pop some venom, and I'm strong as hell. And and you know, Batman Forever. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, kind of Bane, but he was definitely the um, like. Batman? I'm doing this for a reason. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. God damn it. It's all good. They made action Schumacher figures. film. Schumacher. Nipples. Schumacher back. They got nipples. All right, anyway. But yeah, he was... He, and it's exactly what Bane was. He was a criminal fucking mastermind in charge of an entire good, organization. But in his mind for good reason. In my for good reason, I think I'm doing what's right. Yep. I think I'm doing what's right for the for, for my my upbringing, my religion, I guess, if you will, of what he was saying. I don't know what they believed in. in the, my you know, programming and my His faith. programming. It's what he knows. It's what he knows best. And, and he was trying to execute that in his own way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <clears throat> well, all right. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. You can follow us on all social media at DCEU Minute. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and check us out. We're going to go ahead and wrap up here, and we'll catch you guys on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.